All right, welcome back to our uh, four-part series looking at the, the life of the Bengals, sort of taking a look at the eyes of uh, different corners of this organization uh, and those connected to it and how they viewed one of the wildest four months, five months in recent franchise history. They were in the headlines about every single day. Um, Paul Andrew Jr., Jay Morrison of The Athletic here with you. Jay, how we doing? Oh, doing great. I love this series. I, I hope the listeners are, are enjoying it as well. And, and today is today is their day because this is their brethren here that you're, they're going to hear from today. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I, we so often um, focus on on the players and the coaches, and you hear so much from them and their opinions and their takes and. And, and I just, you know, we write for the fans. We write for our subscribers. We write for people that live and die and breathe by this team. And some of those that only sort of just watch it occasionally, whatever, but, um, they can't be left out. And they're so clearly affected by everything that happened because, I, you know, I always used to make the joke like Bengals fans never get any of the cool stuff that the NFL has to offer. Like, <laughs> the favorite part for fans is like, Getting a new quarterback, spending in free agency, all that stuff. And the Bengals fans are always just left on the outside. They never get any of the cool stuff. You know, winning playoff games, they haven't gotten that cool stuff yet. But, you know, they never got any of the stuff that makes fans fans, that makes fans die hard, that creates excitement and attachment. Like, they've just been non-free agent spending, ho-hum, go about your business. It's a very boring way to do it. You can argue effectiveness and efficiency, but boring. And uh, they got it all this year. <laughs> they got it all. You get all this money in free agency. You get Joe Burrow to bring in the excitement. And and more importantly, and I touched on this in a story that I that I wrote earlier in the week, on they understood. There's a clear understanding within this organization that they obviously have to reconnect with their fans. It is that is fractured. They've got to find a way. And they have really made it a point of emphasis to do that. And whether it's spending in free agency, whether it's acquiring Joe Burrow, I think you can see that the foundation has been rebuilt uh, over these last few months with this fan base. Yeah, and you mentioned it in, in your piece uh, over the weekend too, the, the way they've stepped up the social media game. Um, that's all about – connecting with the fans and drawing interest that the one step that remains that that I think would go a long way would be some sort of hall of fame or ring of honor and it it feels like some of those barriers are coming down I'm not breaking any news here I don't I don't know this but it it just it would not surprise me if if something like that were to happen you know we saw it with the 50th the 50th season celebration where they honored a bunch of those guys bringing them back. I just, I, I feel like that would be the next big step in, in really kind of reconnecting with this fan base. And new uniforms. New uniforms, yes. <laughs> people want them. People want those new uniforms, man, and they want to judge it. But it can go poorly as, as you've seen in, in past, uh, some of the other teams that have done it in recent years. When it goes bad, it goes, it goes super sideways. Uh, but yeah, no, those are, those are the things we hear from most, you know, from fans. They, they want some sort of ring of honor or hall of fame. They want to see new uniforms and now, and, and they want to see, you know, playoff wins, obviously. Um, you know, I, 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 they, 
I thought the fact that they created the position, um, you know, in-house for the director's strategy engagement. Now they, they end up hiring Elizabeth Blackburn, who is Elizabeth's 27 and Troy and Katie's daughter who was working in New York, I believe. Um, and, and came back. She, but she surfaced a couple of years ago. She went to the league meetings. Um, and that was the first time I wrote about, you know, her presence. Um, it, it was a year that Mike didn't go. I think it was Mike got hurt maybe. Uh, and PB didn't go. He had torn his ACL. I don't know if it was one or two years. Regardless, um, you know, it was it was like, oh, okay, maybe she's going to be the next one to step in. Well, this position being created, and in, I, I've said this for years. If I were taking over the team, the first thing I would do is create essentially this position. Now, I would have also pulled out a blank check and tried to find the most, the biggest, most powerful name in that area that I could find, branding, brand management, and just try to rebuild the brand. But, you know, this is also – a way to try to do that and and the fact that it was created i think shows that they are trying to be serious and strategic about reconnecting with fans understanding where they're lacking there now it doesn't hurt when you add joe burrow uh <laughs> but you know you have to kind of seize that moment a little bit you know you really do yeah because it it's not enough just to like you just draft joe burrow and then hope he carries you you there's so much more that goes into it and and it, it is interesting with, with bringing Elizabeth on board that it's not, it, they didn't go out and, and hire someone the, the best in the business, but who knows this brand better than her? And, and she is a, a sharp woman. And I, I think you're, you're starting to see all of this, the, the, the decision to go in that direction, the, the fan mutiny, so to speak, uh, at the end of the Marvin tenure, I think you're, you're starting to, to see the ramifications from all that taking place. And it is, it's a, it's a really interesting time for either fans that haven't really been Bengal fans to jump on board or for fans that were and left to come back. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, I just think you can – it's really weird because you it's, it holds over this cloud of not knowing – they finally get the, the reconnection and they don't know if they're going to be able to play in front of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is just the, you know, the crazy irony of all of this, um, which, you know, kind of, kind of brings us into Bobby Slattery. To, to people that don't know Bobby, I mean, he goes way back with myself and podcasts. Um, we have, we have been working together for, oh God, what, five years probably, uh, back at the Inquirer days, 50 West was a sponsor of the BBP. Um, and we did many events together. Um, whether it would be, you know, we did a post draft live pod with Duke Tobin. We did one out there with Zach Taylor. We've, we've, we've done a bunch of stuff out there before. Um, they do the 50 West punch out every year, which is their huge event for basically everyone in the, in the brewery community in the city comes together. And I've, they, it's literally brewery versus brewery boxing where these dudes train for like, uh, six, seven weeks to, to go and, and they, they fight each other for three rounds. I, it allowed me to be the MC of it. It's maybe my favorite day of the year every year um it's so much fun and it's just an awesome atmosphere um they have said that if they're this year 
um, if they can do it, which would be June 11th, I believe, or July 11th, I believe, which, you know, who knows if that will be able to happen. Uh, unlikely, probably, but um, that all the proceeds would go to help, ev- would, would go back to everyone in the restaurant and uh, hospitality and brewery industry. Um, and it sounds like we will talk a little bit about this uh, on the episode, but um, whenever they do the next uh, punch out all the proceeds, every single profit is going to go back to back into the brewery and, and restaurant and community those affected by it. Um, so that's just the kind of thing they have, but where this conversation ends up going, I don't know if Bengals fans want to go along with this as, as it goes off. I mean, I was really excited to have this conversation with Bobby, not just to talk about the, you know, the, op, the feeling of the fans and what it's like to be a fan right now. And, and he probably shares a lot of your, your, uh, excitement. Um, as a, a bo- the the Bobby Slattery create a player that Joe Burrow is, uh, <laughs> being from you know he, he's an OU guy. We both went to OU together, um, but is that we really get into the life of a business owner and small business owner and Cincinnatian in this current environment and what that's like? And it was just a really interesting conversation. And Bobby's a super smart dude, super. Uh, really a, a visionary of, of marketing and branding and a lot of stuff that we just got to talk about with the Bengals. And it was really fascinating to hear how he viewed all of this. As far as the, the, the marketing angle, I, I love the idea. And I, and I think we should make this a run passer boot competition to see which of us is in first place at the, at the halfway point of the season, because he's going to have several party buses leaving from, Southeast Ohio, uh, stocked with 50 West beer coming to see Bengals games. And, um, that, that sounds like an athletic story to me. One of us being implanted <laughs> on that bus. <laughs> yeah. Not drinking, of course, just oh, no, of course not. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That would, that, that, that but, uh, definitely. Are you, are you already, uh, are you putting up for that story? Well, I'm, I'm saying we'll, we'll make that after week eight, whoever's in first place after in our run passer boot competitions, they'll get right a first refusal to do that story. My son goes to <laughs> OU, so it'd be very easy for me to just go over Friday night, visit with him for a couple of days, then ride the bus back to Cincinnati. Um, the other thing, nobody loved Joe Burrow's 740 shirt more than Bobby. I, yes. I love how excited he is about that shirt. And I'm so old. When I was at OU, it was still a 614 area code. Wow. But uh, very familiar with the 740 now with my son there. My daughter went there. Um, it's just I, I love how excited he is, not just about the bro pick, but about the fact that Joe was wearing the 740 shirt. Yes. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's get to this conversation uh, with 50 West owner Bobby Slattery, uh, optimistic Bobby, uh, the one one of the most hardcore optimistic Bengals fans I've I've ever come across, and one that eventually turns into a conversation about the state of uh, being a business owner and watching this community sort of rally rally around each other um, in a very in very uncertain times. And uh, I just found it fascinating. I know Bengals fans might tune out when it goes that direction, but I recommend sticking around because I think it's really interesting. And if you are you know, you live in Cincinnati or you understand the the people here. Um, it, it is a, I think it's at the core of a lot of things that is affecting our everyday life right now. So anyway, without further ado, uh, owner of 50 West Brewing Company, Bobby Slattery. All right. Now is a, uh, it's a very special time on, on 
just hear that podcast growling and uh something I have been waiting to do for a while, but I have I believe my guest here has been more anxious to do this than even I am. And uh that is our good friend, optimistic Bobby, Bobby Slattery, owner of fifty West Brewing Company. And I mean, if there is ever a time in life where you don't need any help, everyone just wants to is living like you have lived for so long. This is it. This is it. Everyone has come over to the optimistic side of life and you have to be just on top of the world. It's so good. It's so good. You do you remember do you remember our conversation we had at the Bruin Q? Uh I do. You do when when I when I was talking to you about first off the whole Joe Burrow thing goes like way way back. It's like a long. This is like this is the dream scenario of Athens, Ohio kid coming. He's now our quarterback. Uh, you and I both OU grads. Like the minute, probably about the time the Bengals were like, "Hey, the season's over. You know, we're not going to make the playoffs," which for me is usually around the eighth loss. Um, I started researching quarterbacks, and all of a sudden I found out Joe Burrow was from Athens, and I was like, that's it. Everybody's out the window. This is the only one I want. I don't care how good this guy ends up being. We have to take him. Uh, and, and then it just kept getting better and better and better uh, until we sit here today, and literally the prince of Southern Ohio is, is returning home to come save our franchise. The savior, the savior came from Athens, Ohio. You really can't. You really can't draw this script up better. What I've really enjoyed from your perspective is a couple of stories of you as you have tried to really embrace and really get your, your hug and hands on Joe Burrow. And that is, that is when you told me that, uh, when it looked like they first were going to draft him that people from Athens had contacted you about having a like 50 West party bus, right? That would just drive people from Athens to Cincinnati every Sunday. So, so it's like, it's like a Southern Ohio bus. So that somebody reached out to me and, and at first we thought it was actually a prank call from my, from my friends, uh, because it just was too, it was too right that, uh, so somebody reached out and said that they think they're going to have four to five buses leaving from Athens, Ohio, uh, every Sunday. And they wanted to, and they're coming, they're, they're coming to, to the jungle, and they wanted to load it up with 50 West beer. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, absolutely. Yes, we have to make this happen. So um, I met with the guy. The guy's actually out of Cincinnati that owns the busing company, but he's from Athens. So he wants to run it out of Athens, and then he was gonna. He was asking, we're building that brewery in Chillicothe. And he's like, hey, can we do another stop out of Chillicothe to pick him up? So pretty much there's just this train running from southeast Ohio to the jungle every home game on Sundays. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited. You know, obviously let's just hope that all this COVID stuff is, is over with and, and we're allowed to ride on buses at that point. But uh, I, I, the amount of support happening for Joe Burrow and the Bengals in, in all of Southern Ohio right now, is just, it's off the charts and I couldn't be happier with it. And you just want it to be, you just want everyone to be drunk on 50 West while they're enjoying I mean, it too. I mean, it's the perfect scenario. It's the perfect it's, scenario. It's, it's absurd. It's like the fact that we never, it was always like, well, how does 50 West tie in the Bengals? Other than the fact that I'm just like stupidly in love with the Bengals to a degree that, you know, since I've been a kid, it's just, it's who I am and it's what it is. And then the whole Burrow thing just ties it all together. Uh, and, it's you know, like the, your whole life has led to this point. Yes, yes, I know, I know. It's like, it's, it's insane. So um, I think the scary part is, 
is I might be at like stalker level at this point. So I'm actually nervous about the fact, the point that I would actually have to interact with him because I have been stalking him for, uh, for way too long, uh, pulling pictures of him and Hubbard, uh, everyone they had and just sending them out to everyone I knew saying this scenario is too good. These guys are, these guys are longtime friends, whether they're actually friends or not. They have a couple of Instagram photos that are out there. Uh, and, and, and I just decided to play it up as if they were best friends and this, this had to happen. Uh, you also attempted to send beer to Joe Burrow's house on draft night, correct? Oh God, yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, <laughs> we reached out to our distributor out there, and they're like, "Yeah, oh, you know, uh, Tom, he lives like two doors down from Burrow," and we're like, "Oh, ESPN's going to have that thing blocked out," and they're like. No, ESPN just sent him like a camera with an instruction manual on how to set it up at his house. So, uh, so we sent Burrow some beer. Uh, the words coming back, uh, from, from the people that sent it said that his mom rejected it. So unfortunately it didn't get to him. Uh, but we're going to figure out a way to, to make this connection happen. I don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but we're working on it right now. How, how did mom reject free beer at the doorstep? I mean, I don't know. You just gotta have some like high, high priced, you know, agent out there. That's. I, I kept saying, I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna be okay with this. But everybody in Athens said it was just like, ah, oh, have you been to Athens? Have you seen like, have you been over there since Burroughs happened? Not since Burroughs happened. I've seen, I've seen enough of the uh, the photos and the billboards and all the, you know, everything else. It seems like it's yeah, he's dominating over there. It's the best. My favorite was this dentist took out an ad of him on the uh, on the billboard, and it made me think like. My brain just works in weird ways, but the, I, I like thought, I was thinking, I'm like, if I were a dentist, like that would be, it said like, congratulations, Joe, you know, from like Athens Dentistry. And I was like, uh, I'm like, you know what? If I was a dentist, I think that's what I would do with my billboard. I would just congratulate like people that come get their teeth cleaned. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, congratulations, Paul, on the new move to the athletic. Like, you know, just like congratulating them just on like very mundane things yes. on the billboard. Uh, <laughs> So anyways, it's awesome. It's, it's fantastic. We, um, so somebody actually stole me a, a, a congratulations Joe Burrow sign that I've had on full display at my house. Um, they were supposed, they were meant for Athens, but I, I have a purple and yellow sign, uh, outside my house. I think my wife actually took it down yesterday. Um, but it, it was proudly being displayed over the course of the draft and whatnot. Uh, so it's, there's so many good things happening with this. I'm so excited about it. Uh, and I don't know. Oh, we got to get to that. What I want is, have you seen the Baton Rouge YouTube video of Perot? <laughs> Which one? There's so Garth many. Brooks one. No, there's the Garth Brooks one. That's like it's like real official. It has like 250 thousand people that have viewed it, and it starts with the Heisman that just shows all this awesome stuff that he does. Um, so all I kept thinking about was like, oh my god, because Garth, Garth Brooks was coming to Cincinnati. I don't know if it's canceled yet or not, but I'm like, they got to get Burrow on stage. Like, like people will go nuts if he plays this song and Burrow walks out. <laughs> and Burrow knows what he's doing, man. He's, he knows how to play the game. It'd be the perfect time for him to uh, him to show up there. I like I, I like it. Your 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 brain is working on overdrive right now. Way way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, if we can get in touch with DJ E Train, I think for his opening, they should play like let the whole team out and then hold everybody back, and then they just play Garth Brooks died Rouge, and he comes <laughs> running out of the back. I mean, just everybody's going to be. Oh, I'm trying. I am trying to. How quickly do you go to the first time he gets introduced at a at a home game, and like your like just visceral what your visceral reaction will be in that moment? Uh, uh, have you already gone there? I mean, everyone's going to be excited about this. It's just like a yeah. I have you know the part that makes me disappointed is like I hate preseason football so much. Um, and I like, I like, I hate that they would even like introduce him during preseason because that'll be like kind of the first. Um, so you gotta hope he's a starter for week one. Uh, and yeah, when he gets introduced, th- this is like, 
I, everyone that was saying like, oh, I don't know if Cincinnati's going to be a good place for him. It's like, dude, this city is going to go absolutely nuts for this guy. I mean, he's, absolutely he's, nuts. He's, he's already a hero here and he hasn't even come to town yet. Like, no. I mean, he's, he, he's, he is the hope. He is, he is the savior descending like manna from heaven at this point. That's all. It's, 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 it's what you got. I would, how does, like, how does Joe Burrow's presence here now change your life? Other than I'm nervous that I might actually see him because I spent too much time researching him. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just think he, okay, so some, I was talking to someone about this today. He might give us like, give us that edge that we've lacked as a fan base. Like that, like, you know, we can't get too excited because they're going to disappoint us. They're going to fail us. Like, I feel like he's got that charisma. Charisma he just has something about him. Uh, that if he can go in there and, and win some games, uh, people will just, they want to love this guy. You know what I mean? They don't, poor Andy, it was just like, people just wanted reasons to hate Dalton. And it's like, I think with Burrow, it's going to be a little bit different just because of the Southern Ohio ties. People want him to succeed a little bit more. Um, and it, it, you know, hopefully that, that helps us, uh, as a fan base be less angry. Um, and, and the number, uh, when you're, it's different when you're, when you're number one overall and you're, it is so much different than when your number, you know, 36 or whatever Andy was. Like, it, it creates this feeling of inadequacy amongst fans, no matter how good they play. I mean, even, how, how long did it take Drew Brees to, like, feel like, I mean, he had to go to New Orleans, you know, yeah, to feel like he was good enough, even because he was a second round pick. It's like, it's like that stuff when you're a quarterback is always sort of held over your, uh, your your head by fans, and and that was part of the undercurrent with Andy was he was never good enough. He was always just a second round pick. But now, when you're a first round pick, it's always oh j- the fans are always just this thinking this guy is great and and only see the good the moment the, the guy shows up. You're exactly right. It's just it's just like Dalton had a great he had a great career, and it's funny now people now that he's getting towards the end, you see people being like, oh, maybe we were harder on him than he should have been. Like, absolutely, you were. That guy, like for for how his whole career played out here, you know, it's a bummer, you know, that the thumb injury happened when it did. But uh, but I think overall, like you got to look back on Andy Dalton's career and be like, that was a that was solid that was a solid uh, career as a quarterback for the Bengals. That you know we didn't we didn't win a playoff game, which which stinks. But like he should have never been dogged the way he was dogged. It was, it was terrible. Uh, so he sent he sent you he sent you and your son home happy more than a few times. Oh my god, Dalton's great, <laughs> and I hope I hope things work out. I don't know how that how that plays out, but it, it's it's good. And I, I just I also think with Burrow, it's like he just does all the right things. Like on draft day, I'm sitting there looking, and all of a sudden I see he has that seven four zero shirt on. I'm like, oh my god, seven four zero shirt. Which I think everybody everybody now knows what that is, but like yes. That, if you were in Athens and had a cellular phone, which you and I, like, that's when we got our cell phones. Correct. I, I had, I'm actually disappointed. My, I got rid of my 740 number. That would have been, like, super, super credit. Yeah, I, I have two of my buddies from college still rock the 740, and they weren't. Uh, I mean, to this day, there's a, there is a jealous aspect to that for me. You know, I would just, uh, I would, you'd love to still be repping it. Oh, uh, especially with Burrow. Burrow, you know, like, <laughs> playing that up, just like, ah. Uh, it's just the best. I have a, I have some friends that are Browns fans, and uh, I love teasing them about Fat Baker. And and the minute that seven four, we always college together. And the minute the seven four, I'm like, guys, just tell me that you, you know you're happier with your quarterback 
if, if I would have told you 10 years ago that a quarterback was going to be drafted that was from Athens, Ohio, that was repping a 7-4-0 shirt as the number one overall pick and he was going to be your quarterback for the next 20 years, like, <laughs> what, what, how would you feel about that? How long till we have Burrow beer, Bobby? I, look, we're already on it. We've already <laughs> sent it to him. We're, it, you know, we got to get approval. We're, we're, the, the best part is the back channels that we're working on this are, are absolutely hilarious. It's like his neighbor and 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 the guy who went to uh, played with him in high school are all like trying to figure out how to get the burrow right now. But I think uh, if if he can, if he, I'm sure that. Uh, you know, Nike and Gatorade and all those companies are going a little bit higher than 50 West right now. But uh, <laughs> I think I think we've got a pretty good angle for this thing. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he uh, he looks at it and, and we can uh, we can figure something out because I can guarantee you there's nobody over at Nike that loves Joe Burrow more than I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand this is personal. It's it's really it's what local and small business is all about. It's that special touch where it truly is is a is a passion where it's not just another number. You know, Joe Burrow is not just another client or, or, or customer to you. No. Yeah. No, this is totally different. This isn't like, you know, a uh, touchdown logger, you know what I mean? Like just some like generic thing. <laughs> this is like literally my heart and soul and my brand all tied into one that he happens to be like the perfect fit for. Um, so we're working it. We're trying, we're, we're going to make it as, a, as appealing as possible. Uh, I don't think we could ever make any money off it, which I'm totally okay with. Um, so anyways, well, I'll, I'll keep you posted on it. We'll okay. send some stuff his way. Um, and, and we think it can do a lot of good for a lot of people and, uh, we couldn't be more excited about it. I mean, it's, it's, this is, this is the best. It's, it's a good time to be a Bengals fan. And, uh, hopefully we just, I just hope the season can, can start as, as it's supposed to. And, uh, we just go from there. How, for whenever the season does happen, which, like, the, it's just the, it's the cloud above all of this. Is like, you know, it's like the same thing with the Reds. The Reds finally have this team that might finally pull them out of the, you know, the cellar. And now there's no baseball. And the Bengals <laughs> finally get their savior quarterback and spend $150 million in free agency. And it's like, are they going to play? It's, 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 it's the Cincinnati, uh, it's just the Cincinnati sports paradigm, man. It's just, it's just the way things go around here. But I, let me, let me say this though. I'm curious to gauge whenever they do play. What are your expectations for the 2020 Bengals? Oh, God. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm just excited to uh, watch Joe Burrow drop back. Isn't it fun to watch a new quarterback? Like, that's yes. – I remember when it, – it's always fun, right? Because it just – everything looks different. So I think at this point, um, I don't think I have – I can't – I'm just excited to watch a new quarterback drop back there and, and you know, watch him progress over the season. Um you know, I, I can give you my real optimistic take of like, well, we, we, you know, we didn't have our tackle last year's coming back. We got a lot of good skilled position players. Um, I think I'm just excited to watch watch football and watch them learn and hope that that uh, all the good things that I think there's a lot of good things happening with that team. Um, and take take even like take outside of like the actual athletic ability and all that stuff. I feel like they have like they mean well and they want to do good things. Um, and I think the people that they're putting in place uh, are all are, are all following that, and so I'm excited to watch that team. And I would hope they would progress over the course of the season. And, and Burrow by the end of the year. Remember when Carson Palmer like started to turn it on at the end of his first year? Yeah. 
Like, not the kid in a year, but the next, all of a sudden I remember watching, like, a Ravens game, and he was hitting passes, and you were like, oh, man, like, this is it. He's got this thing. Like, we're, we're going to be good for the next 20 years. And then uh, I remember sitting there before the Pittsburgh playoff game and thinking, like, how fun is this? If this is how it's going to be for the next, like, 10 years. Well, did you know it was going to end, like, minutes later? (laughs) The other thing that's neat, like, I got a seven-year-old son. Like, the best thing ever is, like, okay, if this thing plays out the way it's supposed to, like, Joe Burrow's going to be the quarterback till he goes to college. (laughs) And, and in his most formative prime sports years, like, that's just, that, that's the thing is, we, we've often talked about, the generation of sports fans in this town that have never seen anything of any real national substance because the the Reds and Bengals failing to advance in the postseason since 1995, which is fairly sad fact. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the opportunity for uh, someone who's like your son's age, who's seven, about to enter that like seven to fifteen range, oh, where just you, where it's where you will never forget every detail of those years for the rest of your life for every sports team that you follow, and to you know the potential of it having someone who has put already put together a legendary college career like this, it's it really does open everything for fans, and I I want to talk to you about this. How much you notice, I wrote a little bit about it, about the difference in the way the Bengals have marketed to you guys. Yes. Uh, has that, I mean, how, did anything stand out like that to you? Did it, was yes. it noticeable? Yes, I, I feel like something happened on their social media. You wrote about it in that thing, in your, in your article, but like, so, like, the social media is getting better. Um, I think that's a big piece, and I know that's like a really small thing. But I just feel like they're talking to us different. Maybe it's the pressure that they're getting from uh, FC. Uh, but, like, the other thing I was thinking about the other day, like, the NFL is just awesome. And, and we are so fortunate to have an NFL team. And I know you can make all the stadium stuff and whatever. But at the end of the day, there is not a more fun time to be in Cincinnati than when the Bengals are winning football games. Like, it's just fun. There's a ton of energy. Um, and I think that, that there – there's more pressure on them to deliver than there was before, and they're and they're starting to do things that are that seem more fun. Um, and I think I'm excited to watch watch what's going to come of it. Like just look at look at their social media. What they put the they put the best was uh, I don't know if it was yesterday where they had Burrow smoking a cigar. Yes, on the uh, way out, walking out of the draft. Yeah, something's different, right? Like that's that never. It would normally be just like very stale and just some sort of like. Like, oh, Bengals excited for our new pick. And it was like, it was kind of edgy, like not overly edgy, but the idea of putting our, our, our number one pick with smoking a cigar on our social media, that's not really, you know, your old Bengals, I would say. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they can do with that. And, and the team's fun, like all these skill position players. It's just, it's an exciting thing and exciting time. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's a great, it's a great day to be a Bengals fan. <laughs> well, I do think, I do think they recognized, like, this is really a chance to reform the way that they're viewed, and that's way more than just picking a guy. You can use him as the spearhead and, and the, and the front of it, but I mean, you know, you're, you're a brand and marketing guy. You, you know how it is. Like, you know when you have moments on your, on your hands, and you have to just, you have to dominate them, and you have to have absolutely everything Going, I think they had a very real recognition because they've heard all the criticism of how they don't care about their fans, they don't connect with their fans, and the empty seats and all of that stuff. I, I, I know for a fact that they put a lot of time, effort, energy, and money 
into figuring that problem out. And obviously the easy, the first solution is, okay, well, you have a guy you can build around that excitement. So let's start there, but make sure everything else around him is functioning organizationally too. And I thought this was the first chance to really see that. I mean, it's not like, I, uh, <laughs> you know, he's sitting there wearing the 740 like shirt. And it's like, even if they would have drafted Tua, it's like, what, some guy from Hawaii is going to come save the day? Like, they were literally handed this on a silver platter. It's like, yeah. look, he wants to help Southern Ohio. He's an Ohio kid that overcame odds that, like, went to his went to Ohio State for school and it didn't work out and then was forced to leave and then still kept, like, he's the perfect one. He's the perfect person to build through this. Uh, everybody sees it, and now it's just a matter of, like, getting the pieces around him and, and hoping that he pans out and he's as good as he looks. But from watching, I mean, I, I think I watched – I ended up seeing every LSU game, uh, just YouTubing and whatnot. But over the course of the season, he just kept getting better and better and better. And all the things that, that Bengals fans complain about, like, oh, Dalton doesn't look downfield and he gets, he gets flustered when the rush hits and whatnot. Like, all those elements are like, that's like his strengths. Well, most, um, impo- or most importantly, plays huge in big games, right? Like, that is the thing that this city has always felt like it, it has all, has had this problem with, was every big moment, every big moment, the team, the franchise, even across town, it, it, every every sports team here in this town has these moments where it's just filled with them. They crumble or something goes terribly wrong, whereas all this guy has ever done is that when the bigger the moment has gotten, the more unbelievable his performance has been. And even when things went wrong and he didn't, he didn't work out at Ohio State, he just went and did it someplace else. It's like, he's got all those intangibles. Uh, it's just a fun, I mean, you couldn't, if I, if I, if I were drawing this up, if I was playing Madden football, this was the one I was drafting. I'd be like, are you kidding me? This is like the, the person that I would you, create. It's create a player. It's Bobby Slattery. Create a player. It's literally like he went to Ohio State. It didn't work out, so he went into LSU and he won over the Bayou. And then he came back and he started helping food banks in Ohio. And then we picked him number one. And he was wearing an Athens, Ohio seven four zero area code shirt. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's a real thing." Oh man, it's unbe- it's unbelievable. Uh, I do. I wanted to talk about this. I mentioned this uh, on the pod of a, a while back, and, and who knows? Like this summer is so up in the air. Who knows where everything is at? But we've we've worked together with Punch Out that you guys have done for a long time. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be able to happen uh, or not. Nobody knows. Have you guys officially still holding out hope on it? I mean, sure. I, you know, the, the, the hardest part for us is probably going to be the training of people. Yeah. Because um, we need a little bit of time, but like, yeah, we'll get it done. If we can, if we're allowed to have it, we'll make it happen. Yeah. If we're allowed to have it and we can get people trained, we'll make it happen. Um, well, because it, what you guys were going to do this year, right? You're, yes. you were going to have it be giving back to everyone in the, in the restaurant industry, right? Yeah. We, well, so, so we, like, the pieces we have to figure out is like, what, what specific fund does that go to? So like, for us, Yes, 100% of the profits would go back to support people that were affected by this because from our standpoint, from our business standpoint, everything that we've gone through and all the people that were hurt by this, like, it was bad. It, it's a tough thing. It's, and, and there's a lot of people out there listening. It's affects, now it's started to affect other businesses, but, um, you know, but the other thing is, it's like one of those things with punch out. It's like, it wouldn't even make sense if we didn't do that, right? Like, if we tried to say, like, if we went towards anything else, like, punch out has always sort of been the, the shining event, um, of, like, 
the service industry where we all get together and we all, you know, celebrate all the breweries and all the people that are involved in, in our business. Um, and so it, it's, it was a perfect opportunity for us to step up and say, yeah, you know, this, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to make happen. Um, and if, we, if it doesn't happen this year, we're going to follow the same suit for next, for years, years following. It's like, it just, it just made way too much sense to do anything other than that. So we'll see right now. You don't know the governor's going to be making an announcement uh, here pretty soon about, you know, how restaurants get to open and whether we have to take the people's temperature when they walk in the door. I don't, I don't know how this whole thing's going to work, but um, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned through this whole thing is like um, there's a lot of opportunities that are out there. Um, and I think when this first happened to us, it was sort of just like shocking and it was like, well, when's it going to go back to normal? And I think now my mindset sort of changed over time. It's like, look, it's not going to go back to normal. You just have to figure out how do you function in this new world. And eventually it'll, it'll go back to something that resembled what we knew before, but, but things have changed. Changed and there's and that means there's opportunity. So it's just just figuring out how do you, how do you take advantage of that. Yeah, it's it's I can't imagine being in your guys' world, and we've seen we've seen so much innovation that has started to happen, whether it be delivery services or fun with curbside or like all different ways, you know, you guys have used, whether it's techno, all that stuff is, is awesome. You guys were, are, are just, you guys are still opening your new, your new burger place on your massive campus. That still all went, went down, right? That's, that's open now. Yeah. Which it, this is, this will give you an example of how crazy this is. So yeah, so we, we kept opening it. We were waiting for the county to approve us, which took way too long. Um, so we were running these soft openings, which we, uh, the orders coming in from online orders were so massive that it was overloading our system and like shutting us down essentially. <laughs> so it's like you look at this thing and like we were sitting around, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves for like the first week, like oh how are we going to do this blah, blah blah, and then we open up this thing and you just have it's like the printers are just printing and printing and like <laughs> we're trying to figure out like how the heck do you deal with this? Like all of a sudden there's all these new like good problems, but um, I think that. Uh, I think that when I, when I say that there's a lot of opportunity out there, it's like you just have to look at things from a different point of view. Um, and I think, you know, if you look at – I bet podcasts are going to be listened to greater than they ever have before. All we did was like everything – they say when recessions and things like that hit, whatever the trends are tend to accelerate. And I think that's what we're dealing with right now um, is an acceleration. So it's like, okay, if people are now going to be more comfortable ordering online or getting delivery, how do you make that as easy on them as you possibly can? Right. Um, and it's been fun. It was like I was talking to somebody else. I was on a, a beer podcast uh, last week, um, and I, we, we were talking about it. It's just like – there's all these new channels that now exist for getting people beer that didn't exist before because people are more comfortable doing this stuff. Um, and and it, it makes you feel like it's almost like when we started our business, you're like back in startup mode all over again. And it's like gritty and it's, it's, it's raw and it's not this like pretty polished machine that we were operating before. It's like, Hey, how do we, how do we do this that we've never done before? And, and, and if we're going to, if, if we fail, we just fail fast and, and go from there. So it's been really fun um, from a business standpoint. It's been really hard. The, the people part of it was incredibly difficult, but now, you know, fast forward a month and a half and, and uh, we're having fun. We're having a lot of fun as a business. What, what have you got? What has been the most successful thing that you guys have been doing? Is it just, is it just delivery or is it pickup line? I mean, what, what has really been like what, you've been most pleased with oh where we've seen um i i think the most successful part is just watching the team that's left of us i mean i our sales director and our graphic designer have been working as uh you know order takers you know they, they like everybody's job shifting i took a picture of our graphic designer the other day he was making ranch dressing in the kitchen and i took a picture <laughs> of him and i texted him and said it's a graphic designer i should send that to your parents i go you know it, it's like 
just seeing people on our team help out in all these ways that that typically, you know, in the past, we've just sort of been pigeonholed into our job responsibilities. Um, and watching people just take charge in this environment has been really fun. And then also all the people that want to help you. Like, there's so many people out there that just want to help. And, and, and it means they, they ask us, like, how do we help 50 West? What can we do? And, and it really, uh, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you've made a difference in people's lives. And, and, um, I, it's just, it, it's, it's overwhelming. There, there's been a lot of, a lot of hard things with this, but I think at the end of the day, when, um, when I look back at this, it's, it's probably been one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. Um, just because it, it's, it's been such a challenge and, and watching a team overcome a challenge is, is a fun thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole new world out there. And I know, I, I said this, uh, when, I think, uh, when this first started was the first couple of weeks were so jarring where I just feel like, I, I I don't know the way that I feel about it, and I have to feel like other people have fairly similar views on it. I just think it changes everyone's perspective on everything. Like, I think yes. you, you appreciate, you appreciate th- things more, you appreciate, you know, time with family more, you appreciate, like, you, I think it, it, it shocks you into understanding what is really important in your life. Like, yes. you get so obsessed with the, with the blur and the grind and like the minutia of every day when it's just going. But when it stops, like, you, you really, I do think, reevaluate and figure out everything that is totally important to you. And, and it, and like, you know, things like supporting local businesses go to the forefront and just, you know, just being, caring about the, the other people in your, in your own little corner of the world and stuff, like, seems to make more sense. And we've seen that. Like, the outpouring of that there's been from people everywhere for, whether it be businesses or people or whatever, like, it's, it's been, it's been startling to, to see, to see this from people. I'm excited, like, uh, I, I, I told this to our people when we go to work, uh, you know, I think you take for granted going to work every day, yeah. but like now, now it's like you're really proud to have a job and you're really excited to go in and do your thing. And we talk about it. We have meetings every morning and it's like, look, we're not just doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for our country. Like we're doing it for America. Cause we're going to fight back. And I think, I think what's going to be fun about the NFL season this year is I, I'm hoping around September, we're going to be looking at like a nine 11 scenario where it's like, people are going to be like, we're America. We're coming back to these stadiums together. We're coming back. Like we're not going to be held down. Things may be a little bit different than before, but we're proud to be around each other. And we're proud to live in the greatest country in the world. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be, I think the NFL has a huge opportunity to capitalize on that, you know, depending on where we are, uh, in this timeline. And, and it makes me really excited to be, you know, hoping that there's, there's some opportunity there. I think my favorite tweet from all of draft weekend was came out, uh, Friday morning and it just said, I woke up today just really happy that to, that I got the opportunity to be an asshole to people about sports again. Yes. Like, <laughs> because it just, it felt good to just like, just start get, having just ridiculous opinions about sports that you, and you, and getting into debates about, about, about something like that and just have that for a minute. And kudos to the NFL because I thought they pulled, they pulled it off and I was one of those saying they can't do this. What are they doing with free agency in the draft? And I will admit I was wrong because because I, I think it helped a lot of people through 
this last month. Even just like, I mean, everyone dove into the NFL draft sports nerdery and, and used it as a distraction. And it was helpful for people, I think, just having something, um, to, to have and look forward to besides like, you know, like Bulls documentaries. Uh, it, it's just like something that is, is real that you don't know what happens. I just think it, it really did help people and they pulled it off and did it for, and raised a bunch of money and like, I, it's just, uh, it shows what the power of, of organizations that, that find a way to make things work can, can be. They crushed it. The NFL absolutely crushed it. And I thought, I actually sent a text message to a group of friends of mine before I was like, I'm like, sports are, one of the things made me realize like how unnecessary sports are in your life and what a distraction they can be. Cause it's like, like we're, we're getting crushed at work and like there's nothing in the back of my mind like, oh, I'd rather be doing this or I'd rather be doing that. It's just like, okay, let's go in, let's do this. And then the NFL draft was coming and I'm like, darn it. Like, I actually care about watching that. And then, and you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, I don't want to be working because I want to be watching the NFL draft. Like, I don't know these people. I don't care about these people. But watching that draft, first off, I wish they could keep that format forever because yeah. it is the absolute best. It is such a fun thing to watch. Watch every how different all these people are. Like, from the coaches to the players to you're just looking at inside of everybody's lives. And it was just such a fun way to watch that. And, and the NFL, like, their king like they just they they did that so well and made so many people happy and kept so many people occupied for the last you know three days watching that draft and and typically you know i'm pretty checked out by the the you know once they get to the the third day of it but it was just fun to continue to watch these people and see hey what is that person's house like and what, what are they doing over there it, it was a really neat thing cliff kingsbury's House Showed. versus, but the, the the meme of it side by side was Zach Taylor's attic. It was just, and it was like, I, it was just so apparent. Like, look, you want to have four kids? Uh, this is what yes. it looks. This is the difference of what it looks like. You 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 use the locks uh, on your office door, and it's just, it's just yes. a blank wall where you're just hiding anywhere where you can't be found. Versus, if you want to live the bachelor life, you can. That's this is this is this is the difference. Okay. Okay, you give up some things. And we, Zach was actually asked about it, and uh, he just sort of said, "Cliff and I, we live very different lives." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, everybody has friends like that too. Right? Yes, you got your friends that live that, and, and they're both very rewarding in their own in their own separate ways. I did love uh, the Nagy's and the Bears. Like, I felt like that was like uh, it reminded me of like a beautiful mind. Yes, he has like that shed in the back, and it has like all these numbers. I'm like, ah. and then I saw the report that he that they had like 12 tight ends on the roster. I'm like, Jesus, like somebody might want to go check on him. Like, <laughs> somebody check on that guy. I think he's overthinking it. Yeah, just just like he, it looked like he had he had actually like thought out all the picks for every NFL team if he was in charge of picking them. And all I could think he had his kids in there, and all I could think of was like one of his kids like moving around one of the names and him coming in there and like. Who Arizona? <laughs> or one of his kids being like, Dad, do we need another tight end? Like, just... <laughs> it was a weak point. We'll keep taking him until we find the right one. Anyways, oh. it was awesome. All right. So, Bobby, I got to tell you, I hope this has felt uh, cathartic for you. I hope, I hope this best. is, I, I, I've, as every piece of information and every development happened during this entire draft process, I just kept thinking, you'd be like, oh my God, Bobby just has to be beside himself. This is just, everything has lined up so perfectly. The Bobby Slattery create a player has arrived in Cincinnati. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's here. He's everything you want him to be. Oh man. Hey, hey, hey 
Congrats, congrats to you on everything you're doing. I, I think that this is like uh, all of the, um, like I said before, with technology shifting and whatnot. Like I think you're you're more important than ever in Bengals Nation, and it's only going to continue to keep going that way. So keep doing what you're doing, and uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see all the new uh, opportunities that are out there as far as um, the way people are going to get their information for for uh, like stuff relating to the Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be less uh it'll be a less of a negative environment now going forward. Uh maybe there's yeah. maybe there's maybe there's hope for that. I don't know. There's still plenty of time for disappointment of course, so uh let's, let's not rule that out completely. Uh anyway, again, thanks to you and everybody uh at fifty West uh and everything you guys are doing and keeping it going. It's great to see that and I, I recommend everybody to keep supporting not just 50 West, but all your local businesses, your local breweries. That whole community is still crushing it um, and, and still working hard every day to uh, help give people distractions. Let's be honest. Feed our habits. Like, the, the consistency and need for alcohol at this point has uh, has only gone up. So, uh, you know, everybody make sure you're out there supporting everything they're doing and uh, congrats on, on everything you got going on out there. So, uh, alright, Bobby, I appreciate it, man. Uh, best of luck to you with everything and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Hooray.